The Cardinals fall to the Brewers in Milwaukee on Wednesday night. Jose Quintana has another outstanding start, but nothing to show for it as the offense falters. Some appreciation for all of the rookies who have contributed to the team this season. Plus, we'll get you some updates on the injuries of Jordan Hicks and Tyler O'Neill. All on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can also follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're also available on YouTube. That's right, my ugly mug is allowed on YouTube. So if you want to see it and uh, interact with us that way, by all means, we invite you to come on by and uh, like and subscribe, comment so you can interact with us. Uh, make sure you're hitting that notification button as well so you know anytime that we put out a new episode or we go live, whatever we might be doing on YouTube. So that's a, another way to get notified about all of the good stuff that we have going on. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. As you can see, or on this side, I've got Halloween stuff going on. Yeah, where is it? How do I do it? See, this is all backwards on the YouTube. See, there you go. I love Halloween. Halloween is awesome. And um, I'm excited for it again this year. I'm also excited about the fact that October does not mean the end of Cardinal baseball either. We're going to the playoffs, but got to get through the rest of the regular season first. And last night, the Cardinals had the Sort of B squad out on the field in Milwaukee. They fall to the Brewers five to one. The the starting lineup, a bit of a mashup of mostly rookies and backups. Now, did they do this because the team was hung over from Tuesday's celebration of winning the NL Central Division Championship? Perhaps. I mean, a mix of champagne, beers, and high noons would give most folks a headache and uh cause you to move a little bit slower the next day. By the way. Good hangover remedy, in case you guys are wondering, uh, Pedialyte. Pedialyte is so good. That baby stuff, it's like a formula type of thing. It's like Gatorade on crack. Like, it's so good. Um, you you can guzzle that stuff the next day. Following morning after night of heavy boozing, you'll feel right as rain the next day. But um, the lineup, I, I don't really think that's what happened to the guys. Uh, was this lineup of a pro it was it more of a product of the starters earning and deserving another day off with Thursday being an off day? That's more likely. Uh Brennan Donovan, who's a rookie, was leading off. Dylan Carlson coming back from an injury, batting second in right field. Goldie, who's just a bulldog and probably requested to play, was DHing. Juan Yepes, rookie, playing third base. Uh Corey Dickerson, who's been in a horrible slump trying to get out of that, was in left field. Paul DeYoung, the backup infielder at shortstop. Uh, Alec Burleson, rookie, playing first base. Andrew Kisner, the backup catcher, was catching. And then you had Ben Deluzio, another rookie in center field. Now, this lineup going up against Brandon Woodruff, who was 12-4 and with an ERA just over three coming into the game. You weren't expecting all that much, and that's exactly what you got. Woodruff throws six shutout innings, strikes out 10 before handing it off to the bullpen with a 2 to nothing lead. The Cardinals' only run came on a home run by Andrew Kisner, leading off the seventh. 
It was his fourth home run of the year and second in the last few games. They loaded the bases in the inning as well on a double by Vindaluzio and walks to Brendan Donovan and Lars Newtbar, but Yepes ended up grounding into a double play to end the threat. It's about all they had offensively, man. Um, but, you know, you got to play these guys. You got to play these guys because some of them are still playing for a spot on the postseason roster. Carlson, after showing some production from the left side of the plate on Tuesday night, he takes a step back and this one goes 0 for 5 with two strikeouts. Yepes. 0 for 4 with two strikeouts in that crucial inning ending double play when it was still a one run game. Like it was, it was two to one at the time. So a chance to actually win the game and then gone. Uh, Dickerson did end up breaking up his 0 for 26 streak with a hit in the sixth inning, uh, but he's hitting 230 this month and it has been pretty over the last uh, week or so. Paul DeYoung, what are you going to say about Paul DeYoung? Oh, Paul DeYoung, he goes 0 for 4 and is uh, 3 for his last 43. Uh, hitting a whopping 107 in September. And I know people are going to get heated when he ends up making the postseason roster because he probably will. But it's because he is the backup middle infielder. All right, that's that's what he's doing. He'll likely be used in defensive replacement scenarios like he has for most of September. If you've noticed that late in the game, if they got a lead, they, they pull somebody, whether it's Donovan, usually it's Donovan, whoever was playing second base, they'll scooch Edmund back over to second. Uh, DeYoung will come in at shortstop. He's a good defensive player. Um, he might as well not even carry a bat up to the plate anymore because he can't hit anything. But uh, he's got to make the roster, guys. So don't don't get mad when it happens. Uh, Alec Burleson, he's one for four last night, but still hitting under the Mendoza line at 194 since being called up. Kisner, two hits, including the homer. Ben Deluzio goes two for four with a single and a double. We know he can play center field quite well. Offers a lot of speed off the bench. Ben Deluzio, a guy that none of us had really heard about until he got called up, making a bid to get on the postseason roster, whether O'Neill is back or not. He's making a case to be a part of it all. Uh, the real story in this one, though, was your starter, Jose Quintana, who, despite having the land of misfit toys behind him, kept it a uh, one-run game, throwing five solid innings. He allowed just one run on four hits, two walks, seven punchies, and he did all of it on just 81 pitches. The guy has been rock solid since getting traded to the Cardinals. In his five starts in September, he's allowed a total of three runs, three, in 30 and a third innings, and still hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any start. And he's had 11 of them since he got to the Cardinals. The bullpen eh, had a bit of a hiccup last night. Uh, Chris Stratton, damn glad to meet you, allows one run in two-thirds of an inning. Steven Matz comes in, he gives up two hits, and he walks a guy but wiggled out of it without giving up a run. Uh, Jake Woodford. Got a hitter out. Congratulations, Jake. Good to see you. Uh, but then things got kind of fugly after JoJo Romero entered the game. Two walks and a hit. Giovanni Gallegos comes in. He inherits the bases loaded jam in the eighth, and he allows all three runs to score on a bases loaded walk and then a ground rule double. It wasn't pretty. Uh, all of those runs charged to JoJo Romero, who's placed in the bullpen for the postseason. That's certainly on shaky ground right now, for sure. Um He's been struggling recently. It was, it was a nice story when they got him in the Edmundo Sosa trade from Philly. Brings him in, and he looked pretty darn good for his few first few outings, and now it's kind of uh, – he's regressed a little bit. Let's say that. Uh, the win by the Brewers combined with a loss by the Phillies left the two teams just a half game apart in the race for the third and final wildcard spot in the National League, which will be the opponent for the Cardinals in the wildcard round. Both teams trail the Padres, who appear to be headed to the second wildcard seed. Milwaukee has seven games to play, four against Miami, and then three against the Diamondbacks all at home. 
while the Phillies had eight games left on their schedule, all on the road. One at Chicago, four at Washington, and three at Houston. The Houston one, Houston's not really playing for all that much right now. So uh, I don't know, maybe they rest some people, but that sucks <laughs> if you're the Phillies and you got to face Houston in your final uh, series of the season. Now, if the two teams end in a tie, the Phillies would win the tiebreaker. But like I said yesterday, I think I'd rather see the Cardinals face the Brewers. But then again, the Phillies are kind of choking away their playoff spot down the stretch here and have now lost four in a row in seven of their last 10. So if they, you know, army crawl into the playoffs because they're just beat up and they, they're not any good anymore. Maybe you'd rather see the Phillies Brewers. We're very much familiar with. We know exactly what we're getting out of them. Uh, they haven't played all that well in the second half. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, one of the reasons the Cardinals are going to the postseason for a fourth consecutive year has been their excellent mixture of veterans and rookies. And I, I'm going to shine the spotlight on some of these rookies who have had some huge impacts on the success of this Cardinals team this season. We're going to do that next here on Locked on Cardinals. Uh, looking at the date, it is now September the 29th. It's officially fall, where the days are getting shorter and the nights are getting longer. But the breeze, it isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence, it can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. They're going to help you out. Blue Chew, a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it's available in chewable tablets, and it's available, the best part about it, at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or just be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, the process pretty darn simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, step one. Step two, you consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Step three, once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And that's it. It's all over. And the best part about it is it's all done online. You don't actually have to go and do the awkward face-to-face -face conversations with a doctor or, you know, whoever's working the front desk at the doctor's office. Hi, what are you here for? Uh, you don't have to worry about that. No awkward conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's all simple done online. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. They're also prepared and shipped direct to your door, and it comes in a discreet package. There's not going to be some big sign saying, this guy's taking Blue Chew. That's, that's not how it works, okay? It's, it's, it's very discreet, very easy to get delivered to you. Not a lot of reasons to not try this product. They always say first impressions are important, but what about the lasting impressions? You want them thinking about you after you're gone, don't you? So if you could benefit from a little extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it, get Blue Chew. And we've got a special deal for our listeners today. If you try Blue Chew, you get to try it for free. And when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout, the only thing you got to pay for is the $5 shipping. That's it. Blue Chew shows up at your door. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We want to thank Blue Chew for being a sponsor of today's podcast. So I'm a big Limp Biscuit fan, and anytime I hear the word rookie, I immediately think of the song Nookie. <laughs> it just pops in my head right away. Um, the rookies. We're doing this next segment all for the rookies. Uh, I just wanted to dedicate this particular portion of today's show to kind of shower the guys with some much-deserved love because without these rookies, without these guys, this team would not be where it is today. They've been huge, huge 
for the success of what this team has gotten to so far this season. Now, I saw that Bernie Miklas did something like a week ago on Brendan Donovan at scoopswithdannymack.com, and he's clearly been a big part of this team, mostly because of his versatility, if anything. I mean, think about it. Donovan has basically taken the second-base job over so that the gold glove winner from last year at second base, Tommy Edmond, can move over and play shortstop because of the epic struggles that Paul DeYoung and Edmundo Sosa were going through before Sosa got traded to Philadelphia. Okay, neither one of them could hit a lick. You saw a little bit of offense come from Paul DeYoung when he got back from Memphis, but since then, nothing. Right back to just bottom of the barrel at bats, a lot of strikeouts, not a lot of production. So as much as you don't want to move Tommy Edmond because he's been so good at second base, you kind of had to. And when you had Brendan Donovan just sitting there waiting, playing pretty good second base, makes sense. And, of course, the offense for uh, Brendan Donovan, that's been huge this year. He's hitting 280, but his OBP is 393, which is second only to Paul Goldschmidt on the team. He's second in walks to Goldie with 58. And here's the other thing he doesn't do a lot of. He doesn't strike out a ton. 69 strikeouts, 58 walks. You'll take that. And when hitting in the number two hole this season, which is kind of where he's found his groove, he's batting 317 on the season. Now, when talking about his defense, here's the point of uh, bringing up the Bernie Miklas article. Uh, Miklas said Donovan's defense is more than adequate. He's underrated, in fact. How many dudes are capable of playing plus defense at three different positions and playing average defense at two other positions? That's what Donovan is doing. According to Fielding Bible, Donovan has seven defensive runs saved in 180 innings at third base, two runs saved in 144 innings in left field, one defensive run saved in 143 innings in right field, and he's exactly average in defensive runs saved in 58 innings at first base and 198 innings at second base. His only negative spot that he's played this season is at shortstop, which he never has to play anymore. <laughs> he is the second baseman. But if something happens... You can move him around to third, to first, to the outfield. He's all over the place, man. He's like uh, the new version of Jose Okendo, the secret weapon part due, if you will. It's been a great season for Donovan. And I didn't know much about him coming into the season. When he got called up early on, I'm like, who's this guy? 25 years old. Who is he? Gosh, I'm glad they did it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in charge compared to them because Brenda Donovan has been fantastic. Uh, Lars Newbar, heck of a guy in the dugout. We know about his energy. He's the the grinding the pepper guy. He's that energy guy, man. He's always being goofy, having a great time, keeps everybody loose. He's only hitting 228 this year, but his OBP, this is where he excels, 344, which is better than Albert, better than Edmund, Carlson, O'Neal. He's got a cannon in the outfield, best arm in the outfield. Has eight, uh, eight outfield assists so far this season, tied for first on the club with Dylan Carlson who's got an excellent arm, but it's not quite as strong as Newpar's. But he's been fantastic, hitting that number nine spot. And hopefully he's getting things going again. It's been a, a struggle, as it has been for most of the team in September. Uh, Juan Yepes. It was tough when Juan got hurt because he, he was really hitting pretty well. Solid right-handed bat coming off the bench. He's hitting 259, 12 home runs in just 70 games. All right. You like what you get out of Yepes. Good bench bat. Norm, Nolan Gorman. All right. I went to bat for Nolan Gorman, and it didn't work. All right. He had one game, and then phew, he falls off the cliff. 
had to go get playing time in Memphis because he wasn't seeing any at bats anymore. No more innings. Like he had hit himself out of the lineup because he couldn't hit the ball anymore. He was striking out, but he did have 14 home runs in 89 games while he was up here. And for the most part, didn't look awful at second base, which is a new position for him. And I, I would assume he's just going to get better and better. It seemed like a confidence thing with Gorman. So um, he'll be back next year and uh, we'll see what, what he can do. But uh, obviously you're not giving up on him just because he struggles in his rookie year. It's okay. All right. He's still what? 22 years old. I'm not worried about him yet. Uh, another name, huge. As far as the pitchers go, Andre Palante. How about this guy? Whether he was starting or coming out of the bullpen. Fantastic. Appears in 44 games. 10 of them starts. He's got a six and five record an ERA of 3.16. Like he's, he's been so good no matter where you put the guy. Uh, the lefties in the bullpen, Packy Naughton, Zach Thompson, Matthew Librator. They've all contributed with Thompson leading the way, sporting an ERA. This was, this is kind of a sneaky stat. All right. ERA for Zach Thompson this year, since he got called up 1.99 in 20 games. Now, one of those was a starter, which has skewed things a little bit because he didn't do so well in that game as a reliever this season. In his other 19 appearances, Zach Thompson's ERA is 0.68. That's getting it done. 0.68. Holy cow. He's got to get on this postseason roster, right? Because with JoJo Romero not doing what he's doing, and we still don't know what the heck we're going to do about Hedesis Cabrera, Zach Thompson, man. Got to be on it. Uh, up next, we're going to talk injuries. We've got injury updates on Tyler O'Neill, Jordan Hicks, and a funny story about Aaron Judge's 61st home run ball that he hit last night in Toronto. And uh, we'll be doing that next year on Locked on Cardinals. All right, so let's get into the injuries. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, left hamstring strain, progressing through his rehab program. Went on the 10-day IL September the 17th. Hit in the batting cage for a second straight day on Wednesday and did sprint work under the supervision of athletic trainers back in St. Louis. This all per Cardinals manager, Ali Marmel. Uh, the intensity of those workouts is expected to increase over the coming days with O'Neill running arcs, running the bases, and running down fly balls. The Cardinals are hopeful of having O'Neill back in time for the start of the playoffs, which will be on October the 7th. We know what O'Neill's story is. All the talent in the world, but uh, the season been marred by injuries, two hamstring strains. He had a shoulder impingement, a wrist contusion. I mean, every couple of weeks, it was something. Uh, hit just 228 this season, did have 14 home runs, 58 RBIs, 14 stolen bases. So you've got all of these weapons, the speed, the power, the glove, and he keeps getting hurt. I don't know what else to say about him. I mean, I love Tyler O'Neill. My uh, my bromance for Tyler Broneal has not been hidden. And I, I hope he can make it back and uh, be a part of this team in the playoffs. Because um, he offers a lot. Like, as I mentioned in yesterday's show, I want to see, I think your best outfield is O'Neill on left, Carlson center, new barn right. I just think that's the way it should be. Uh, Jordan Hicks dealt with arm fatigue and neck spasms, also progressing through a throwing program. His next bullpen session is going to be on Friday. Now, he went on the DL uh, or IL, they say now, on September 17th. That was retroactive to September 15th. He played catch from 150 feet of distance for a second straight day on Wednesday. The plan moving forward is for Hicks to throw bullpen sessions off the mound Friday and Sunday if all goes well. Hicks could be activated by next week's season-ending series in Pittsburgh and then be ready for the start of the wildcard series 
on October the 7th. Um, all the talent in the world for Jordan Hicks, too. Still 26 years old, made eight starts earlier in the season before going back to the bullpen. Thank God they did that because I can't stand him in the starter's role. It just doesn't work. Uh, for the season, three and six, the ERA 4.92 over 34 games, 63 Ks compared to 35 walks. But he really looked like he had figured some things out in the last week or so. That slider was disgustingly good. And then this happened. So hopefully he comes back with the same feel and the same touch for that pitch and uh, can be that weapon coming out of the bullpen. Uh, asked if he thinks O'Neill and Hicks will have time to get back and contribute in the playoffs. Ollie Marmel says, my head is wrapped around yes, until they say no. So we're hoping that'll work out. Uh, Rob Rains from SDLSportsPage.com pointed out that bench coach Skip Schumacher missed the games in Milwaukee because of a family medical issue at home in California. Yadier Molina served as the de facto bench coach during the games, although Pop Warner assumed Schumacher's actual coaching responsibilities. If you remember, Molina will be managing a team in Venezuela this winter and is a candidate to manage the Puerto Rico team in the World Baseball Classic next spring. So, you know, he's, he's, he's learning some, some on-the-job uh, learning right there. Um, well, he's still a catcher, an active player, so um, he's going to be fine. He should be a good manager. I mean, you saw he got kicked out of that basketball game, right? See, he's already fired up. Uh, also wanted to point out, Rob Raines did this too, uh, Cardinals prospect Moises uh, Gomez, who we talked about thoroughly on Tuesday. If you didn't hear that show, you got to go check it out with Locked on MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby. Uh, Gomez hit his 39th home run of the season in Memphis's final game on Wednesday, which was the most in the minor leagues this season and is a new Cardinals minor league record. Uh, Lindsey Crosby was very much uh, high on Moises Gomez and his power. He's like, yeah, he's going to strike out a lot, but look at that power, man. That People are going to want it. So um, they have to make a decision on Gomez. As soon as the World Series is over, they got, I think I read five days until uh, they have to decide whether to put him on the 40-man roster. It becomes a free agent. So hopefully they don't let him walk because <laughs> that would be that would be a shame because we know how much power means in the game of baseball in this day and age. And speaking of power, congratulations to the Yankees, Aaron Judge. All right, dude. Home run number 61 last night in Toronto, tying the Yankees' all-time single-season home run record with Roger Maris. How bad did you guys see the footage on this one, by the way? They, how bad did those Blue Jays fans feel in left field? They they all brought their gloves, like three of them. They all brought their gloves, and the ball comes right in their direction. They lean over to grab it, and I couldn't tell if it actually hit the guy's glove or it came up just short, but right there, and you had your glove, and you missed it. If you bring a glove to a game as an adult, you have to catch the ball. That's just the rule. But it didn't happen. The ball lands, and uh, the Blue Jays bullpen coach, Matt Bushman, got the ball funny story about this because his wife is NFL reporter Sarah Walsh and on hearing that her husband had the ball tweeted out bad news is I'm down here in Florida battling a hurricane but the good news is I can announce my retirement because <laughs> her husband had home run ball number 61 the problem was that Bushman returned the ball who then gave it to his mom oh that was that was sweet and it's funny seeing Aaron Judge and his mom because the height difference is ridiculous. So funny. It's like, can you imagine if you're a mom? And I don't want to be gross here, but the mom, like, that big old dude came out of your body. Crazy. Crazy, man. Science is wild. But anyway, Walsh was none too thrilled about uh, her husband giving the ball back to Judge and ended up tweeting again when she heard what her husband had done. Put out, oh, cool. 
He just handed that back without checking to see if our house is still here. I'd next like to announce our divorce. <laughs> Funny stuff from uh, Sarah Walsh on Twitter. She's a good follow, especially if you're uh, a fan of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. You can follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Now, the team does have the day off today before they begin their three-game homestand. Last one of the regular season tomorrow night at Bush Stadium uh, is when game one of the final three games of the regular season at Bush will take place. Jack Flaherty scheduled to be your starter, and they did make an announcement that uh, Sunday's day game, before the game, they're going to have a uh, pregame ceremony for Albert and Yachty. So if you have tickets to that game, make sure you get there early because you don't want to miss that. As always, I want to thank you guys and uh, for being a part of this. I want you to like. I want you to subscribe. I want you to hit the notification bell on YouTube so that uh, you can come check us out if you haven't done that yet. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time right here. I'm Locked on Cardinals.